All right, Cub, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on. And uh, congrats, man. I, I, know, I know I said that after your fight, but I haven't talked to you since then on the podcast. So I wanted to say, man, fantastic fight, dude. You look so happy when that was over. <laughs> yeah, you know, he. I didn't expect him to really attack my leg like that. I mean, I guess... I guess uh, you would you would imagine he'd go after it a little bit, but uh, yeah, for a second there, I was like, "Man, are you really gonna lose the leg kicks?" Um, but yeah, I had to, you know, step it up a notch and took, you know, I was able to take care of business. I mean, I know you got to do what you got to do to win, but I always find it cheap when people attack injuries. You know, like I would feel like I've never done it, and I would feel really. I mean, that's just me. You know what I mean? I, I and, yeah. and, and it is what it is. I mean, it, it's a sport. It's a game. You, you got to fucking, you got to win. Um, but just, I would just feel weird attacking an injury and getting a win that way, which he didn't. But I mean, he obviously would have. And I was nervous, man, because like a couple, a couple of those first kicks, it seemed like it buckled your knee. And when you, when you buckle your knee like that, I mean, that could easily have been like a tear on your ACL or MCL or something. So a few times I was kind of worried that it might have like re-injured your knee or something. So I was like, shit, man, but you just handled it and kept coming back. Yeah. You know, it, it, the, the game plan was to, to not really check it and to, you know, kind of step forward and punch him at the same time. The problem is he, he put on quite a bit of weight. So those kicks had a lot of, a lot of oomph on them. So when I was trying to, you know, say, okay, I'll eat the kick and punch you at the same time. It was still buckling my knee. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was concerned too, cause you know, at the end of the day, I spent a whole year trying to rehab that. Yeah. So, you know, getting it re-injured was, was not something I was looking forward to. You had the trifecta with the, the ACL, the meniscus and the MCL. And like after that, after that, uh, rehab and then I had surgery again after that, it's like, man, that it's terrifies me, man. I'm, I'm like scared to do anything that's going to cause that again. It was like literally the worst experience in my life and having to do the rehab and having to, I didn't do it right. Cause I came to Thailand. And so I like, got, yeah. and then having to, it was, it took years before I could even get my heel back to my, to my ass because I couldn't bend my leg back. And that's like, my career yeah. was over by the time I could actually put my heel back all the way to my leg. So I was like, I totally yeah. understand, man. That must be a scary thing, to, <laughs> scary thing when you're out there, and then someone starts kicking your leg. And I think, I think he said he was going to try and wrestle you, and work on some wrestling, and then he started going with those leg kicks. And it was very obvious his game plan was going to be leg kicks. Um, but you yeah. fired off well. Your boxing was really good. Your grappling was really good. Your transitions, your escapes. Um, I was real impressed, man. Overall, just just really great, great fight. And uh, and you're right, he was huge. He was gigantic, man. And like it, another interesting point that has nothing to do with the fight, but it was like a like a fighting tattoo exhibit. Like because when y'all were clinched up and like circling around, it was like a 360 tattoo, like all the way around. Because his whole back and your whole back was like covered. So yeah. <laughs> just as a side note, it was very artsy. Well, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> you did it in I'm, style. I'm glad that, that that helped. Yeah, so that added flair and and uh, it, it art to the fight, which was already artful yeah. with your technique. Just take me through the fight just really fast. Just like, what were your thoughts? I mean, like, obviously you 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 were on point with your striking. You were on point the whole time. The, the only thing that got you off point was the kicks and stuff, which w was because he was taking you off point. It wasn't like you were making mistakes or you were not doing what you were supposed to do. W what was going through your mind as you were trying to take the fight or, or have the fight and you were, you were on point, you were feeling good. You were being composed and patient, uh, especially when you heard him, you're waiting for the right shots, but he kept uh, landing that kick and, and kind of taking you off and frustrating you. And he was really strong in the beginning. What, what was going through your mind at that time? Um, just to, to stay focused and, and, you know, 
not start doubting yourself um, because I was feeling like I was getting more comfortable and yeah, I was trying to get my rhythm and then just like a dunk, you know, you're, then all of a sudden you're off your rhythm. So yeah, it was a little frustrating, but um, it, it kind of just lit a fire under my ass and said, all right, let's get to work. You need, you need to go. And uh, uh, that, that's a benefit that I've had of these last couple of training camps is getting back to being fast and, and being loose and I, that man, that was such like a mental breakthrough for me because every fight I've always been that killer cub and I would get into this like kind of pre-fight rage uh, that I just wanted to tear my opponent's head off type thing. You know, that's yeah. like the dark place I needed to go um, to, to be able to get through the, the, the pressures of the fight world, you know, and you know what it's like. Sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and this fight, I, I really knew that this guy's going to be big and strong and your best asset is to be fast and loose. If you try to be big and strong like him, it's not going to be a good night for you. Uh, the way he dismantled, uh, um, uh, was it Humberto Burns? Gilbert yeah. Burns' brother? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I knew that me trying to outstrength him was going to be a mistake and, and me trying to be hit him hard and be tense so I didn't listen to music backstage purposely because I just wanted to, you know, how do you how do you prepare for your sparring sessions at the boxing gym? You just kind of relax. You, yeah. you, you warm up a little bit. You don't do too much. <laughs> and you just go out there and do your thing. And that's, that's how I thought of it, going out there. And then I had the music on that reminded me of my kids and kind of playful and uh i had just had a great performance you know yeah. And, and yeah i was i was proud of myself for that one yeah and, and usually when i see people hurt someone or or they're they got them rocked they got them hurt i'm like kill them kill them kill them because i got a killer instinct just like you do you know but i was like this yeah. was this was a time where like i didn't even do that you know and you did the right thing you were very composed and patient and you knew you were, you were just one or two punches away from taking them out or getting that knockdown that's going to take them out which ultimately did um but and, and and during the fight, I, I don't know. You just seem in such good control that I never, I never was like, kill him, kill him, go, go, go. Like I always, I felt like you were doing the right thing the entire time. Like it was just, you know, when you were being very patient there at the end of the, the first, and then, and what was going through your mind in that uh, between the first and second when you were going back out there? Like obviously you knew that you had him hurt, and and he was he was definitely on the the downward spiral <laughs> well, there. So when I when I dropped him. He, he fell down and I kind of chased him down and was trying to hit him. And I knew he was going to try to wrestle me to recover. So I created space and he got to his knees and I was holding his head. And my first instinct was like, kick him in the face. And then I'm like, no, 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 that's illegal. <laughs> Don't, Don't do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> because he was moving, right? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I have to punch him. And I punched right on the top of his head and I broke my hand. Oh, geez. So, so I ended up letting him up. And I could hear everyone like, like, go, go, go. But I knew I broke my hand. So I gave it a second and then I lunged in with a punch and then I landed some vicious elbows. And it, cause I knew it was short time. I heard the clap. Um, and so I landed three hard elbows. And then once the bell rang, I, I just was like, there's no way he's coming back from that. Yeah. Like he, he's going <laughs> to sit on the stool. There's no way he, he's going to recover in a minute. So I sat on the stool and I tried to get as composed as possible, tried to catch my breath, drink some water, listen to my corner. But I knew coming back out, like, like 
I just got to touch him one more time and he's right back to where he was. So um, I was a little bit more composed and um, people kept asking me when I kind of covered up and, and, and turtle shelled. Uh, the game plan was to circle away from the fence and not be on the fence. But I knew that, you know, the fight had changed and I was like, I kind of want to see what he's got right here. So I just waited and then I saw I saw him throw and I blocked and then I just came up with the uppercut and then the straight right. And uh, yeah, my, my hand was broken. So I hit those two shots with a broken hand. And the, the only one that really hurt me was when I had to hit him on the ground, which I didn't want to do, but the ref yeah. kind of gave me the, you know, it's, it's not done. And I was like, yeah. damn, and I hit him one more time. <laughs> and that one, like, when I screamed after the fight, like, I was half pain, half. <laughs> then the ref's like, what the hell are you doing, Cub? Let him go. <laughs> yeah. It turns on you after Still. one punch. Yeah, it's yeah, it it's, funny. It's, and that's experience, man, because, like, a lot of people think, like, you get someone hurt um especially between a round like that and they just got you know they barely escaped that first round and they're hurt you know it's a matter of like recovery it's like don't let him recover you know he's going to come back and all this kind of stuff but like your experience just told me and, and this is what people need to listen to uh when you're in a fight and and you get caught like that when you're when you start off so strong like he does and he's so big and strong and he's landing some big things and he's the kicks are effective and he's doing i think in his mind good in the, the very beginning even though you were too mm -hmm. um when you get rocked like that and you get hurt and you barely survive around, it's a mental game. I mean, the fight fighting is mental. So it's not just about how hurt he is. And he's sitting there, you know, maybe cobwebs and he's, and he's a little dizzy. It's the mental side, you know, and now he's scared and he's panicked and he's worried and he's like, shit, this isn't going my way. So it's accumulation of a lot of things. And I think you did perfect with uh, coming out there and just stalking him down like you did. I was going to ask you, have you tried Manscaped? Not you, Cub. I'm talking about you guys out there. Uh, because if you haven't tried Manscaped, you're missing out. The best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I have them. I have them. Look at this. They have everything. I'm not going to break out the lawnmower, uh, which is the, the, the most awesome shaver that they've ever made and anyone's ever made because it's been used. And <laughs> I don't think you want to see it. But, man, I use the products. They're fantastic. Manscaped is precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and now you can get 20% off and free shipping by using code QUICK at checkout at manscaped.com. M A N S C A P E D.com. Code QUICK, my nickname, not how you do it, not how you use the products. Uh, code QUICK, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com, sports podcast. Make yourself have the best products on the market. It's a win win for everyone lie to me if you have to but uh it, it, your hand and your knee i assume is okay like i i, I didn't know if like you re-injured your knee or anything and obviously lie to me if you have to if there's any kind of injuries but it seems like everything should be okay by now it's been like four months so i'm pretty sure everything's pretty rock solid and you're ready to rock and roll yeah i, I started uh training pretty quickly um right afterwards because i spent a week and my my knee was swollen i felt like i lost a couple months of rehab um, by getting it banged up like that. So I took the first week off and I didn't really like elevate it or rest it really. I just wasn't training. Um, and it swelled up. I, I feel like it got worse. Yeah. So, you know, as a veteran, it's like resting isn't helping. Okay. Then you need to do something. So I, I got right back into physical therapy and I started, um, you know, elevating it, icing it, and working it out and moving it um, to get the swelling out. 
And within a week of that, I was already feeling better, not limping anymore. And I started strength training it right away because I was like, look, they're going to, if I'm going to fight, say in four or five months, I need to start working now. So, um, that, that's what I did. So in, I had a cast on that I could take on and off, um, because they know me really well. I've been there many times, so they trust me with a cast that I can take on and off. So I was able to to lift weights and do everything and then once it was 100 percent, i started striking again and yeah I, it was pretty smooth yeah well you won the fight with a broken hand so i'm not too worried about uh, a four-month healed hand i think that's i think it's gonna be just fine yeah i'm um, actually six and one in fights that i've broken my hand during fights. <laughs> i believe you man i 100 percent believe when you tell me that um and, and then uh after the fight, you were you're emotional and, 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 and you were relieved and you were super happy and stuff. And like, I know you told Joe Rogan that, you know, it had to do with your, your kids and other, you know, a bunch of other things and stuff. But what, what is it that, that really like, like, what are you fighting for now that, that really uh, is your inspiration and, and, and gives you that that fulfillment and that relief? I mean, you've had like so many fights. I mean, 40 something. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was like 40 or man, at least 40. Yeah, fights. I think at 30, 38, I think. Yes. Yeah. Thirty days. Um, so, so, what is it that, that you're fighting for that gives you that kind of fulfillment and that and that 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 great feeling after you get these wins like like this now? Well, these these last you know four years or so, especially with the little bit of that losing streak I had, with the injuries I've had, I've had many you know rethink this, reevaluate. Are you done? Are you satisfied with your career? Can you can you walk away right now and and be happy? And it was always no. Um, because I never really uh, fulfilled my ultimate dream of being the best version of myself. And I'm fortunate that I've been able to keep that with me. And I've um, deviated that from that at certain times when, you know, fans and, and the industry kind of makes you feel like the only important thing is winning a belt. Right. And, you know, that, that is that is huge because it validates you to other people and it, it's it's nice and shiny and it, it brings all these extra things it helps you get paid more it, it, it does so many things to validate your career but in all honesty um the reason i do it is is to become a better person a stronger person to really be happy with myself of my accomplishments of what i've been able to push myself um uh, things i've been able to push past and so I've really focused a lot in the last couple of years about what that means to myself. And, and I really feel like these last few camps, man, they've really just taken me to new heights of, you know, what I can endure, um, what I can handle as a person, um, you know, what, what kind of pressure you, you can take on and still perform. And, and I'm so proud of being able to to still do it at this point. And um, yeah, I've just, I've learned so much about myself in these last few years. And especially now that I'm, you know, like a full-time dad and, and hand training mm-hmm. and mentoring fighters and managing fighters um, and, and a businessman, you know, to be able to do all these things and still be able to chase my dream. Um, I'm proud of myself for that. And yeah. to me, that's that's a champion, you know, like they can't take that from me. Uh, it doesn't really take, you know, a shiny strap and for for people to validate that. Like, I feel validated. Yeah. What did, what did you do to celebrate? Like, what, what, what do you do now after your fights? Obviously, in the beginning of your career, things 
or a little different than toward the you know the the twenty and thirty mark forty mark. Uh, what, what did you do yeah. to celebrate after this one? Man, it was probably one of my favorites. Um, I've it, it, you know, there's different personality types as, as we you know most people know. I'm one of those people that um, I'm introverted, and for me to give you know, a piece of myself takes a lot from me. Right. So when I go out there and fight and I give this, this piece of myself and I, and I show the world, it, it, it takes a lot for me. Right. So when the bell rings, you think it's over and it's not, <laughs> you know, you're in Vegas and you have a couple hundred people yep. that came out to support you. Like it is also my job to go out with them and celebrate and make them feel special. And, and it sucks because, you know, it's friends and family and they're like, yeah, let's party, but they're celebrating. They're not really, yeah. if they and never once asked me, what would you want to do? What really? I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go to my bed and get, and watch a movie, you know, like get some dessert. Like, I don't want to be here at a nightclub, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm exhausted. So this last fight, um, the, with the whole lockdown thing, um, I, me and my cornerman packed up everything because if we left the premises we weren't allowed back my wife had flown in and she was staying at a different hotel and um, she was waiting for me my all my all my team packed up and they all took off and I and I got a ride over to to meet up with my wife and me and her just had a long time me and her got to rewatch the fight once on nice. on uh, our iPad uh, we had some wine ate a bunch of candy went to sleep I uh, woke up the next morning, had a great be- breakfast, and rushed home to to see the kids, and that was that was perfect for me. You know, like I need I need to slow down after. You know, I don't want to I don't want to party after that. That's a misconception misconception that I think people don't realize. Yeah, well, you know, um, you were on the podcast before that fight. And, and you squeezed me in last minute during fight week, which I greatly appreciate taking the time out for. I felt so bad because I, I know you, you're, you're focused on your, your your fight week and stuff. But, hey, man, so far, being on my <laughs> podcast is a winning formula. And here here you are coming up now fighting Giga uh, Chikade. I'm, I don't, I, I'm not good with his last name. I know about I know about him. I've seen him fight. But um, so let, let's talk about that real fast. Um, obviously, we got a kickboxer here. Um, he's going to be a mm-hmm. striker. Um, I would assume your game plan is going to be uh, geared more to the groundwork because your groundwork is phenomenal, just like your striking. But this is a part of me that just says I, I can't picture you just doing groundwork or shooting takedowns the whole time, and you're going to get in there and you're going to try and knock this guy out. So anyway, h- how's the camp been going, and uh, and how's your preparation going, and and how do you just feel about this fight with this opponent? Well, the the camp's been great. Um, it, it was a little different dynamic. Um, you know, had to. Uh, change some things around but uh, ultimately uh, it was pretty smooth I, I started training you know right away um, uh, my one of my main training partners Juan Archuleta um, has a fight the week after me so he's gonna be cornering me and then I'm literally gonna fly to his uh, Bellator uh, 135 pound um, title fight and yeah. corner him so uh, and then TJ is another one of our teammates that fights the very next day after him so we were all kind of getting ready working together and then working separately um which is something i really like to do Uh, i'm not a big fan of the whole group setting anymore so we worked very specific training a lot of rounds um and and it was like i said it it was pretty smooth 
Um, I, I'm very familiar with Giga. Uh, we've been around each other quite a bit. Um, haven't really trained much, but um, we're, we're friendly. Uh, my my manager almost managed him, and so I've known about him before he even turned pro. And uh, I, I've you know given him advice and stuff like that. So yeah, we're, we we've known each other for a while. So um, I think that he's uh, a great prospect and got tons of talent. But I just think that I'm a, a, definitely a step up for him. And uh, uh, you know I'm not afraid to strike with him. But I also know what his weaknesses are, so yeah, uh, I think I'm just going to go out there and, and fight the vet, the best fight possible. These fights are interesting because, like in a situation like this, you know, in a situation where you're giving him advice and mentoring him, kind of, or you've seen him as he's came up, you're the veteran, you're the one with experience, you're the one he kind of, I'm sure, looked up to for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about that. At, at some point. Um, so, so yeah, the, the edge would be on you, obviously, for, for many reasons. But the, the, the dynamic that, that's interesting about this is this is where guys step up, too. So this is where guys are going to bring their A game, and they surprise a lot mm-hmm. of people. And they sometimes have their best fights is when they fight their heroes. You know, you got Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva, like these type of fights, you know. So it's like these guys that, that, that fight guys that they've, that they've looked up to or, or, or had uh, give advice to. So um, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I think you're going to get a very good giga for sure. Um, but, yeah, but I definitely yeah. think you're going to be able to be able to handle it. No problem. Yeah. And I, nothing against, you him. know, it's a, I, I always, some of my teammates will be like, why do you always give too much to respect to your opponents? And it's like, <laughs> man, I always respect that. You know, they're good for a reason and they're there for a reason. The times that I've always told myself, you're better than this guy everywhere. I've had, they've surprised me because yeah. I set such a low bar for them. I I'm expecting the best Giga. I'm expecting I, I know what he's good at. I watched his film. I've seen him at the gym, you know, so I know what he's good at. But I know that when the fight, it, you know, when when you're in there, it's it's different than in the gym It's different. So I'm expecting the best version of him. I'm expecting a, a, a very tough problem to solve. Um, but I also know that if I go out there and I just have a great performance, that it could also be one of my easiest fights yeah. um just stylistically um but i also know that if uh i'm not on point and and i make mistakes that it could be a very tough night so uh yeah i'm just focused on me being me i agree with you and and uh the thing is with him is like i mean it, yeah it's, it's going to bring out the best of him but you're going to do really good and and i don't see a problem there um and and it's it's interesting and and from from this point, like like as far as when you're getting ready for this fight at 37 years old, compared to your your when you're getting ready for fights when you were younger, um, is it, how much harder is it for you now? I mean, do you notice a significant difference, or is it kind of the same? Are you easing up on certain parts of your training? Like a lot of guys stop sparring as hard. Um, you know, they don't um, you know do certain things as hard and more technical. Are you changing things around a little bit for for uh, just your body have the wear and tear, or is it just kind of oh, is your yeah. body still just hanging in there like always? Yeah, I what I do is I and I've done this for a while now. I try to do like fourteen week camps. Um, I spend about four weeks just trying to get in the best shape possible. Um, then I spend, you know, a good six to eight weeks grinding, and then I really pull back. Um, and any time in between there, if there's any little injuries, I pull back. If I notice, you know, I have I'm wearing the aura ring. Uh, I have other apps. 
if I notice that my recovery isn't there, I pull back, you know, so I don't allow myself to get sick. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of things to, to just make sure that, that I'm healthy. Um, one of the biggest things, um, I've had to do in the last couple camps is I get body work done maybe three times a week. Wow. Uh, I'm talking deep tissue massage, chiropractor, uh, seeing physical therapists, just working on me. And, and they're like, geez, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, man, I'm training. And they're like, well, you should do this. I'm like, hey, just put me back and and let me do my thing, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm I'm still grinding, but I just know what window of uh, of time in the training camp is the most important and then towards the end uh you always want to put in more but i know like hey you're a veteran you, you're fine you put in the work you know pull back go in healthy because that's most important yeah absolutely and i don't want to take up too much of your time i want to get through this uh and let you get on with your your day but i want to ask you real quick a couple things what do you think about ufc 261 did you watch that yeah how crazy was that what a crazy night of fights huh yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we were watching it. Um, as I think the crowd definitely, you know, they were wild. They were pushing the fights. Um, it, it was a, it was, it was nice to hear. You know, it was nice to hear the crowd again. Um, obviously, the the injury that happened, that was like, ugh, turn it off for a little while. I don't want to see that. You know, yeah. but man, it really bums me out to to see you know in combat sports when someone gets a real injury like that. It really it really makes you, you know, it reminds us all that, that this is a, a dangerous game and we got to be very prepared. And, um, you know, you never want to see that happen to, to, to any fighters. So, yeah, that was unfortunate. And then, you know, all the title fights were, were great. Um, they were all finishes. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it was a great card all in all. Yeah, I think it was a great card for the fans to finally come back and be able to fill a stadium for. I mean, you know, I know we don't, as fighters, don't like those injuries, but the fans, they're, they're, they're hardcore savages out there. They, they like all excitement, whether there's a knockout or a leg break or whatever it takes. To them, that's, that's what they get off on. So to them, it was a very exciting show, and, and I agree with you. And like with, with Weidman, like, I don't know about Anderson's kick where it was, but for Weidman, it's like that broke like two bones. That, there's like two bones in your leg right there. And that's like yeah, a plate, yeah. you know, he's going to put a plate in there to fix that. So that's a tough recovery. So I'm with yeah. you on that. Like had, you know, like I, my heart's out to him and, and I hope he has a, a good recovery. Yeah. That, that happened to me in high school. So I, I'm very, very aware of it. Yeah. That's a rough I, one, man. I was lucky though. Cause I had, um, I broke both bones in my shin straight across like that playing soccer. And I was lucky because I had a shin guard and, um, and a sock and it was taped and everything. So it wasn't displaced like those guys, um, and I didn't step on it. I I fell when I when I broke it. So mine was a clean break straight across, yeah. and I had to wear a cast from my toes to my hip for three, you know, almost three months. So yeah, I, I'm very aware. But that's why my shin, my right shin, is so hard now because yeah. in high school I snapped it straight across, and my shin guard snapped in half too. But oh, yeah. It, it, it's a terrible injury and, and uh yeah the it i mean we've seen the alex smith uh thing it, it can it can turn a whole different direction if if it gets infected and 
Yeah, so man, I, I hope he has a speedy recovery. I think the worst part, like the, the only thing worse than breaking your shin bone like that on a kick is when you step back on top of it, and and like mm-hmm. you could see from the look in his face, like he didn't he, he didn't know he broke his his shin until yeah. he stepped back. You know, I think it yeah. takes a while for the pain to kick in, and he threw the kick and then it brought the leg all the way back, and until he stepped back and felt it give, that's when you kind of yeah. saw him kind of wince and oh that that can't be good, you know, for for your bones to just your foot to just turn sideways and go in there, but hats off to him. I don't want to harp on that. And I hope he has a speedy recovery, but man, I want to say not only was the, the knockouts incredible, Masvidal obviously didn't have a good night, uh, but it was a beautiful knockout by Usman. Uh, and, and, and we'd never seen that with Masvidal. So that was crazy exciting just to see a man who'd, who'd never been knocked out like that, um, get, get knocked out. Um, even though I got a lot of respect for Masvidal, but also it, it had a great moment, man. And I'll tell you one of the best moments I've seen in a long time is Rose when she won that fight and the camera work was absolutely perfect. Cause it like zoomed in on her hands, her hands were shaking and like, she was just so happy and I was just so happy for her, you know, like, I mean, she's just, yeah. she's, she's always been such a gamer and never backed down and, and always fought with all of her heart, win, lose or draw. And like, to go in there and like know that like you're the chances of beating that that girl is tough. I mean, she is a brick house. Like and and, and to yeah. go in there and just fight her and not have any any you know and, and to be talking about being the best when you walk out there and like you're just so focused and like I feel like just good things happen to good people sometimes and and that was just yeah. a fantastic moment, man. Yeah, I mean, and that's been a big thing for me lately, you know. And I, I recently gotten you know. People are upset at me for calling out the media, and um, and then I, I I'm not a big fan of certain fighters because there's so many great stories to talk about in this sport, and and, and you know real true stories of, of people just giving it their all um, to talk about, and people like Rose, and you know people like in my position um, that you you know you don't have to create a fake story and and try to build up this beef and and the you know the fans love it it's a little wwe ish to me you know a little a little gimmicky and um yeah that builds the fight but to me it's like the real stories is what is inspiring to me it's the authenticity knowing like like we know rose at this point we know that she you know isn't doesn't like the limelight that she that that's probably the one thing that holds her back, but she's an amazing talent. And just to see her, you know, how much it meant to her, to for her to cry, to, to, to see her dreams come true right in front of us. To me, that's amazing and way better than, uh, you know, some, some gimmick, you know? So yeah. that, that's what I really love about MMA and that's the kind of stuff I want to see. So I, I was really excited to watch that. Yeah, and last thing I want to ask you about is something gimmicky too. But before I before I go there really fast, um, yeah, and I, I'm with you on the media thing, and, and I did the same thing. I blasted the media as well, and, and people don't understand. Like a lot of people supported me, some people didn't, but but people don't understand. Like as a fighter, the media is not fair. Like like I mean, you can say what you want about the UFC and all these different organizations and companies and sponsors and managers and all these different people, right? But the media has never paid a fighter anything. You know, I've never been paid for a single headline. I've never been paid for a single interview. I've never been paid for a single thing I've ever given the media, which is keeping them in business by getting stories from us. And then they twist the headlines. I'll do a 45 minute interview about one thing that's completely directional 
and on one specific way and then they'll twist it into something else and, and use it as a headline mm -hmm. that I, I said one little thing about one of my teammates or or about another fighter and it's like you know it, people don't understand that kind of pressure that, that that puts on fighters and they and they, they think when we lash out against the media we're just trying to be angry and mean and the media builds us and turns us into superstars and we're just not appreciative they don't appreciate yeah. like how many times the media fucked us over and and like didn't care and then they come back and ask for another interview you know like the very next fight and, and they want to get the exclusive yeah. and come in your hotel room and 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 get you right out you know and you're just like dude no you remember yeah. last last time when i lost and and you said that i sucked and that i, I couldn't fight right and, and i looked like nothing like myself and i was skinny they didn't even know i was sick you know and they're like you're trying to cut too much weight they had no idea what they were talking about like no idea what they were talking they had everybody think i was like sick with cancer or something and like i had no they yeah. had no clue what they were talking about so i 100 agree with you on that and uh i think people need to understand that the media is not as as fair as as uh as as they think yeah what's up everybody i am here in thailand this is the first time i've ever been here been dying to come here for years mike swick he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here what he built down here AKA Thailand is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. you guys i know everybody wants to go to thailand because thailand's so cool but you can't come to thailand without coming to aka thailand come on But anyway, the last thing, real fast, speaking of kind of the media and gimmicky and stuff, what do you think, first of all, what do you think about the Askren, Jake Paul show and fight? Like, what were your thoughts on that just in general? Uh, it was definitely hard to watch. You know, um, I get what they're doing, um, and it's working, but it's just so much of a circus, and and I can appreciate it because it does bring more uh, fans to combat sports in general. Um, I I think it'll help. I think eventually people will see the the talent difference between some of these gimmicky shows and then the real ones. Um, and it's it's always good to have a little competition around. Um, but yeah, for me, it's hard to watch as a purist. Um, I even didn't like, you know, we I think we talked about the, the Snoop Dogg commentary. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> but when it's talking about fights and, yeah. and high-level fighters, I, I appreciate somebody more knowledgeable and, and really, you know, you know, I felt like I'd like a college lecture yeah. Uh, during a high level fight not you know a kindergarten yeah. you know teacher you know he's that's making jokes like. and it's like a fight out there you know like these people's brains are on the line and yeah yeah i, yeah. I understand what you're saying yeah so so i i can see when it's a gimmicky fight to have the funny commentary yeah but when it's a serious fight i i don't want to hear that so there's some things i would do differently obviously they're drawing a lot of attention it's working so yeah but you know i i, I just I, I kept laughing to myself when um, Jake Paul was like, I'm a real fighter. You're reminding me of Pinocchio. I'm a real boy, you know, like 
it's like, dude, you can't, you can, you're like demanding people respect you as a real fighter, but you're, you're, you're calling out guys that are smaller than you and you're picking off guys that you know you can pretty much beat. Like the kid's talented um, and, and he's, and he's making money. So I, I can't knock him, but yeah, you're not, you're not a real fighter yet. You know, you, you're, you're getting there, but you're you're not a real fighter, and I don't take you that serious. And that's what I had to come to the conclusion of. And like, you know, I feel like I'm moderately intelligent to some level, but like, you know, he he kind of he's had a lot of time, kind of like, uh, somewhat I guess brainwashing Disney kids you know all these kids into believing that what he's doing is real and all this kind of stuff so he has a lot of experience kind of like uh sort of manipulating people into thinking certain things and so he's so experienced yeah. now he's transferring that and, he, and he's doing it and, and actually uh getting adults to to buy into this the same facade of like i mean you're talking about the, the the fascinating thing to me is and i was a little bit uh you know like i said I, when i said i was moderately intelligent i was losing that intelligence because i was actually getting salty a little bit in the beginning because he was attacking mma fighters and i found myself getting upset before i thought about it but it's like he, he's not you know he's a boxer and he's, he's a big name in boxing shockingly and doing big numbers on pay-per-view but he's never even fought a guy who trains in boxing now there's there's a difference of fighting an actual boxer but there's also you know, a difference in fighting someone who's never even trained in boxing. He's never even fought someone who's trained in boxing, more or less yeah. a boxer. And so it's like, it's so silly that then you have to think about it from the business perspective and say, okay, I, I'm going to quit like buying into this. He, he, and then he obviously admits that he's just, it's, it's a gimmick, it's a show. So now I feel like I'm, I'm trying to be smart and understand it's just a business. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I'm trying not to buy into this whole thing. He's not, you know, if you believe he's a fighter, and and he's yeah. he, he can knock out anybody. Then your intelligence is not where it should be. You, you're you're yeah. you're still on the kid level. If you had yeah. any legitimate intelligence, you know he's not a real fighter. So you know it's yeah. a gimmick. You know either way it goes. He's he's fighting guys yeah. that he can beat. And and it's and I think he's gonna be a victim of his own success because he's already beat. You know he's got a video gamer. He's got a YouTuber. And now he's got a retired wrestler who is just coming off hip replacement surgery, you know, who's older. I mean, he's, he's running out of options as far as easy fights. He's not going to, yeah. he can't fight a golfer next, you know, it's like, he's going to have to fight a guy who, who wants to fight Nate Diaz, God bless his soul. Um, but, but he's going to have to fight somebody that has some hands next and like, yeah. you know, Nate or anybody but, with good hands why, is going to screw him up. Fight Nate, Nate, Nate is a small 170 pounder. This dude is a, is a, still, 200 pounds. But you still, Nate will mess like, this guy up. I think. Not, how come you're not calling out middleweights? Well, like you know? Dana said, Dana, like Dana said, won't you? I mean, I understand it's not, the money's not there, but like, won't you fight a boxer? You know, you're a boxer, fight a boxer instead of dragging yeah. MMA fighters with no yeah. striking experience into boxing where you train full time as a boxer. But it's just it's interesting to me because I mean it's working. I mean, he's making money and, and he's and he's selling his thing. It's disrespecting fighters. I guess we had Daniel Cormier who was my teammate, which you know obviously bothered me a little bit. Had to confront him at the fight, and 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 when they were confronting each other, it's like it's clear who was the the the, the biggest lion. You know, like Daniel Cormier had his finger in his face. Jay Paul wasn't saying anything. He, I mean, he was like. He, he looks scared, yeah. but then afterwards he's like, you know, talking a bunch of trash about Daniel Cormier and saying, oh, you were supposed to slap me, but you didn't. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird for me, but um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. So I was just getting your opinion, being a true martial artist like you haven't fought as much as you have to see a guy, uh, you know, not only become such a big thing in fighting and not really be a fighter, but also disrespect guys like us who kind of like, you know, 
there's no chance he's going to get into a Cajun fight like a real man against anyone. Amanda oh, yeah. Nunes would beat that guy in about two minutes, like dead serious. Like I would literally yeah. put like a hundred thousand dollars on it. that Amanda Nunes would beat that guy in the first round. And like, yeah. and so it's like, he's never going to fight like a real man. So it's, it's just a matter of how long is this going to last for him? He's got to soak up as much as he can until he runs into a real fighter. And then the other thing is he's going to learn real fast that in fighting second place is not fun. All these, yeah. all these funny little memes he's got of these guys knocked out on his couch in his house and all that, all laying around. He's going to be one of those memes eventually. And if he didn't get that from Masvidal fighting Usman, his boy Masvidal, who talked all that trash about Askren and stuff and then got knocked out by a wrestler, if he didn't see from that fight that anything can happen when you fight and how bad it looks when you do get flatlined, I mean, yeah. he had to have thought a little bit like if I keep fighting, this is going to happen. And it only takes one time. You know, you can have your whole career and knock out 50 people. You get knocked out and flatline one time. Those memes last forever, you know. And so I think yeah. that's where he's headed. And it's, he's going to be the victim of his own success. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the game he wants to play. You know, that's that's the game he keeps trying to push. The only thing I'm happy about is he's gotten a couple uh, a couple guys paid that, that I'm glad made some money. So that's the only, the really only good thing I could take from it. And it's getting more people involved in combat sports in general, whether yeah. it be boxing, MMA, kickboxing, celebrity boxing. Um, I just think combat sports in general is, is the coolest sports. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I want it to keep getting bigger and I want there to, to be bigger money. So, uh, you know, if that's the way it's got to go uh, to, to bring more fans in, as long as they appreciate each one. And that's why I was never big on the beef between MMA and boxing. It's like, man, I love them both. Yeah. They're both awesome. They're different. They, they don't have to, you know, uh, compete. I, I want to see more crossover fights. That's the whole reason the UFC came about in the first place is let's see these crossover fights, these big fights, these what ifs. Let's get people paid. So, yeah, um, as, long, as long as people don't think that, you know, start saying he's the greatest ever next thing you know yeah that'll be the next line you know where it's like geez all right settle down yeah and i hate it i hate it more than anything i've never been a huge huge i mean i'm a huge boxing fan as far as respect but i'm not like a huge boxing fan like i gotta watch every fight i mean even like canelo's and the, the big fights i don't really like pay attention to those as much to be honest um and i hate it so much because i was bitter in the beginning of this but I won't miss a Jake Paul fight. Like, that's the thing that pisses me off the most. I will 100% yeah. watch his fight yeah. over Canelo, over whoever else, just because I want to see what happens. And, and, and not to say I want to see him get knocked out, which I, I, it's not I'm trying to be negative, but either way it goes, something's going to happen. The guy's crazy. He's like the Conor McGregor it factor kind of thing. It's going to be interesting, you yeah. know. Um, but anyway, uh, I want to say thank you so much, man. You got a huge fight on May 1st against Giga. And, and I wish you the best of luck. I'm always rooting for you, man. And, and, and I love your fighting style. I've always been a, a fan of yours. And I appreciate you always taking time out to come on the podcast. Hope I didn't get, take up too much of your time. I told you it was going to be a short one this time. But you always make time for me. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope you have a good uh, end of your training camp and fight week. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, yeah, I love coming on. I, I ignore so many people's requests to do interviews just because of the, the conversation that we just had about – uh, just never really doing me too many favors. Um, but yeah, any, any, uh, you know, fighters that are doing other things, I love to support. So I, I love that you're, you're out here doing your thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm just here to support you as well. So I appreciate you and, uh, hopefully we'll chat after, after I get a big win. 
I appreciate it, brother. And I hope you do get that big win. And I'll be watching from Thailand. And that's a place where you need to vacation uh, after one of these victories. And I will show you an amazing time when you come here, man. We have a little bit of training in just for fun. And then I'll, I'll show you the islands and, and some cool animals and, and take some boat trips. And, and, and we'll have a great time, man. So put that on your, put that on your list for the, for the future. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, it's on my list. I know that there's going to be some travel restrictions here soon. So yeah. once things go back to normal, then, then, then we'll get it done. All right, Cuff. Thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure, brother. Big fan. And I uh, can't wait for your fight. All right. Appreciate it, man. Take care, buddy. Later.